Welcome to Embrace It All with Angela Adams. Hey everyone, welcome back. I wanted to talk today about something that I have noticed in myself as I've been going through the grieving process. And it's something that in the beginning really bothered me. And I would be lying if I didn't say that every now and then it still bothers me. And that is, I've noticed that I move at a slower pace than I ever have before. And those of you that know me, know that before before this all happened, I tended to move fairly quickly. I don't, you know, I, I made a list, I would get go through the list, and there were days that I would take it slow, but for the most part, I wouldn't. In fact, for years, my husband would tell me, you just don't know how to relax because I was just going and going and going. But this is a little bit different than just relaxing. This is just moving, going through the day-to-day things at a very slow, slower, slower pace. I I guess I'm kind of like that scene in, what was that movie? I can't remember the movie, but it was an animated movie and they entered the DMV and the sloths were the ones behind the counter and the sloths were moving ever so slow. And I guess that's kind of how I'm feeling like one of those slots, I'm just moving in slow motion. And honestly, I I don't like it. I don't. I don't like it. But I'm learning to give myself permission to do it. I'm learning to hold space for myself, to give myself the grace that I need. I don't know if there's a scientific reason for this. Maybe there is. Maybe my body has experienced shock because it did six months ago, and maybe it's still going through that shock. And this is part of the healing process. I don't know. I remember early on, it bothered me so much that I went to see a therapist to try and sort my thoughts and feelings out as I was hit so hard with grief. And I remember bringing this up to her and asking, is this normal? Is this a normal response? Because I don't like it. And she she just grinned. She was so sweet. She grinned and she said, yes, it's completely normal. And why are you in such a hurry to get through it? And that really has stuck with me. And I think part of the reason why it bothers me that I'm moving at a slower pace is because I just want to get through this grief. I just want to hurry up and get through. But guess what? That doesn't happen. And that's never going to happen. And yeah, I'll probably start moving at a um, faster pace eventually, but I'm never going to get through this grief. The grief is always going to be with me. And so just giving myself that grace to just accept the pace that I'm moving on has been, has been a healing in itself. Now, It's interesting because I think I've addressed this in one of the podcasts early on, but it's very noticeable how 
everyone in my family, everyone around us, everyone that's experiencing this very personally is, is experiencing grief in a very, in very different way. We have some that are just, you know, just moving on at the same pace as they usually do. Some that are just holding it together like me, and some that are just, you know, nothing's, nothing's changed a whole lot. And at first, it, I, I started noticing that I was comparing myself to, to those others in my family and started feeling really bad about how I was experiencing grief. That I must be doing it wrong. That I must be, there's, there's definitely something wrong with me because I'm not bouncing back. And I have found out a few things. One, neither are they. They're not bouncing back. They're just handling it differently. They're experiencing it differently. You know, it's really interesting because at the drop of the hat, something will trigger and I'll just burst into tears and I'll just cry. And I've noticed that with my husband and my sons and we'll bring up an experience and we, we get very emotional and we can be emotional for a few minutes. And then in the next, we can start laughing again. And it's, it's just kind of an interesting phenomenon. I think you know, I used to think that people that experience the death of a spouse, the death of a mother, the death of a child, that they would they would um, always be sad, always. And I think there are some that are for quite a while. It was interesting the other day, the other morning. I I was feeling I was feeling extra sad and down the last. A few days ago, and it lasted a couple of days, and I happened to be reading a, a story in my family history that I, I had kind of heard about, but not really. And for some reason, I opened up my family history, and I zeroed in on my great-great-grandmother, Elna Johnson, Elna Gustafsson Johnson. And as I was looking over her brief history, because there's not a whole lot written about her, I noticed right away that three of her four children died very, very close to one another. So I decided to do a little bit of research, and I read an excerpt written by her grandson. And in it, he explains that on one day in December, she lost three out of four children within one 24-hour period to diphtheria. A neighbor had brought it into their home, and three out of their four living children died in 24 hours. And at that moment, my heart broke for my great-great-grandma. I've lost one daughter. She lost three 
in 24 hours. I can't imagine the heartbreak she must have felt. And he goes on to explain that for a long period of time, she shut the world out. She shut her curtains. She stayed inside in the dark. She had a tiny little baby to take care of. But for a season, she shut out the world. And one day as she was reading in her scriptures, she came across she came across a particular scripture and had the immediate thought that her children were telling her that don't mourn me mother, we're happy here. And it was at that moment that she decided to open up her house again and her life. And as I read that, I thought, you know, some people might look at that and think, oh, you know, and judge her for that. I didn't. <laughs> I looked at her and I thought how heartbroken she must have been and the grief that she was experiencing. And it looked different than mine. So what have I learned? What have I learned when my husband's grief and my son-in-law's grief and my grandson's grief and my son's grief look different? than mine. I'm learning not to compare mine to theirs. That's the biggest thing. I'm learning that I'm not doing it wrong, that they're not doing it wrong, that we're, we're all on our own journey when it comes to grief. I'm learning to hold space for them, to allow them to experience experience the grief the way they want to experience. I don't judge and I don't criticize others. And another thing that I've learned and that we've all learned is to communicate, to really communicate. I think, I know for my husband and I, our communication has improved so much with this experience. You know, it's... I, I'm learning that it's okay. It's okay to take it slow. It's okay to move at a slow pace. It's okay that when I go up to Oregon, that I jump into a different transition. It's okay to take a couple of days to really get into that transition. And then it's okay to take a few days when I come home. That's how I I'm experiencing my own grief. I'm allowing myself to cry when I want to. I'm allowing myself to take a day and just reflect if that's what I want to do. And I'm allowing myself to laugh. I'm allowing myself to to be excited for what's coming, but also be scared. I don't know. All of our grief looks differently. And I think what I'm learning most is just how to embrace my own grief and how to allow others to grieve the way they want to. All right, my friends, have a great day and I will talk to you soon. <music>